Hello, everybody, and welcome to Creative Psychopaths, and Merry Christmas to you. This is the last episode that we're going to do um, before Christmas. We'll be back on the 12th of January to talk about more horror stuff. And um, This week, we're doing the our best of 2022, well, our top five of 2022. Also talk about some of the other movies from 2022, and ooh, at the end, we'll give you a little bit of sizzle for next year. So um, the only th thing to remember is that if you're not part of the Facebook group, please join it. Um, over the next year, we're going to try and make it more of a, a place to more of a horror community than just the podcast. And, of course, uh, if you don't download the episodes, I really would appreciate if you do. And give us five-star reviews everywhere you go. That would be amazing. That would be fantastic. That would be my the best day of my life. Um as they of course they all have been since uh we started this podcast anyway i'm rambling now so uh hopefully the music will cut me off soon otherwise i'm just going to keep rambling on and on and on and on Hello everyone and welcome to Creative Psychopaths, a horror movie podcast and the world's premier kitchen for horror sandwiches, which is a thing that we like to make here, me, Mark, and him, Matthew. Good evening. Oh, good evening to you. And this is the last of the festive episodes that we're going to be giving you um, before we have a cheeky little break going into the new year, which will be nice. Um, looking forward to, well... No, I can't say I'm looking forward to Christmas this year, but, um, you know, the kids will enjoy it, and that's what matters to me. It's uh, a nice little break. Yes. It'd be nice to have a... I'd say have a break from horror movies, but in all likelihood, I'll just keep watching lots of horror movies. Because um, why not? <laughs> uh, no, absolutely. So, as you can tell by the title of this episode, we're going to talk about... Um, our favourite movie, our favourite horrors of 2022. But to create your sandwich this this time, uh, we're going to do some honourable mentions first. We're not doing a would you rather this week, because this is your last episode. We're having a non-uniform day. Um, so we're just going to go straight into the first slice of bread, which is, yeah. Unless you've got anything you want to say. No, I, <laughs> I figured this more of a tabletop board games day than non-uniform oh right yeah or oh, maybe yeah. both what would you rather play monopoly or cluedo for your tabletop board games day uh, i don't like monopoly cluedo because there's a there's a murder and that's more horror than that's more horror, more horror based plus it's got that good film with hmm. uh, tim curry that they're remaking are they they are yeah hmm. i think I'll never understand remaking good films. Like, I don't know. I don't mind an update every now and again. Just, uh, uh, Robert Eggers is uh, is remaking Nosferatu, and that's gonna that's gonna have me interested when it finally comes out. Yeah, yeah. I think I gave that one a pass because there's such such a big difference between the like the age difference between the two that it'll be 
that's the sort of thing that'll interest that'll bring people who would never have watched the original to watch yeah. it. So that might give it a bit more, uh, a little bit more. I don't know. Press. No, there, <laughs> there is a certain arrogance that comes with thinking that you can improve on these things, isn't there? There is. There is. Anyway, so yeah, let's 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 do this. Let's let's get into these um, honourable mentions. Um, why don't I go first? Okay. Why not? Uh, so the first one I'm going to honourably mention is The Sadness, which was, uh, it's a Taiwanese film. Now, I think a, a original release in uh, Taiwan w- was 2021, but we didn't get it till 2022, so I'm including that one. Yeah, we're, I'm basing all of this off UK release dates, so if there are any that, that maybe, you know, have the, the other year on IMDb or whatever, this, that's why. Yeah, I mean, you you can tweet at us if it matters to you, but we won't we won't respond. We'll just we'll buckle very quickly if anything. <laughs> we will not respond to any issues regarding the date things were released. Anyway, so yeah, the sadness, very very violent film. Um, it's sort of a twist on the. Have you seen the sadness? No, this is this is one that you'd recommended to me before, so I'm, mm. I'm taking this, this as another hint that I need to watch it. No, well, it's sort of a twist on the zombie genre. Um, as I say, it's very violent. I think it would have made it into my top five, but unfortunately the sort of last act of the film starts dragging along a bit and it loses its momentum. Um, so that's why it didn't make it. Um, but yeah, the sadness. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's when I will, I will take that hint again. Uh, <laughs> So I'm going to open with one of my absolute favourite films of the year. But because it's not really a narrative film, it's not, you know, fiction in, in the... It's not the normal kind of horror film. I'm not including it because it's a documentary and it is This Is Gua. Okay. One yeah. of my, my top 10 films of the year uh, because it just tells this story of this just absolutely insane band and the work that they put in and the you know the, their influences and, and how they got together and how they keep continuing. It's just it's just brilliant. It's available on Shudder and it's well worth your, your time. And yeah. also I have tickets to see Gua next year now and I'm very, very excited for it. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that sounds good. That flip, flipping on what you said, you have told me a couple of times to watch that and I still haven't. So um I will add that to my list. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, I don't think there's anything. You know, there, there's nothing. There's nothing scary. It's a, you know, it's a documentary about a rock band, but you know, they, they take a lot of their influences from horror films and you know the outfits and you know everything that they do. So it's you know, it links in. I'm 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 giving myself a pass for it. But yeah, it's it's probably one of my top ten films of the year. Full stop. It really is. Brilliant. Lovely. Well, I'll have to uh, give that a go. Shall, um Well, here's one we don't need to talk about much because we did a whole bonus episode on it, but uh, I've added Halloween Ends to my list. Um, okay, yeah. Because, well, like I say, I ha- we had done the bonus episode on that. I think um, the only reason it even really makes it into my honourable mentions is because I quite liked that it was a bit different um from what i was expecting and it wasn't 
it wasn't a letdown for me. Um, so for sure, it makes it into honourable mentions. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go with another one, which I think is a film that I really enjoyed, but I wasn't quite 100% convinced of its horror credentials to put in the top five. And I'm going with All My Friends Hate Me. And again, it's not it's not really a, a horror film in that traditional sense. There's no sort of jeopardy, uh, no danger for any of the real characters. And all of the the horror comes from sort of the the interpersonal relationships and the the way that the character feels that all his friends you know, have turned on him and, and have and hate him, as the title suggests. And it's really uncomfortable. Uh, it's really sort of tense, I would probably say is the closest word to what I can, what I'm thinking. And and very funny. There's, you know, there's a really black humour thread just right the way through the middle of it. And it's, it's excellent. Uh, but again, because it's not really a horror film in the traditional sense, I'm leaving it out of the top five, but probably would make it in on the strength of it as a film by itself. Lovely. Um, I'll, I've written that down on my, my list as well. Um, haven't, to be, I must, I've got to admit, I've not even heard of that one. Um, no, it was it was hard theatrical release. I... I, I stumbled across it. I just got lucky on the day that I was I was in Manchester a few months ago. And I, I just happened to find one of the days where it was showing in one of the little cinemas. So I, I got lucky with that one. Yeah, good stuff. But I think it's it's definitely available on digital and uh you know um physical now. So it's available. Right. Um let's see. I've added smile to my list. Um it's mostly getting an honourable mention to, from me because um, it actually had jump scares that caught me out a couple of times, which is a rare occasion for me on these movies. Um, so I give it a, I give it honourable mention just for that. Um, again, I think we've mentioned Smile a few times on here, and I don't think we really need to. Yeah, one one of the years bigger much. releases, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm glad it got the attention it did uh, and the success it did. I think it was deserving of that. Yeah, it had quite a good marketing strategy to some degree. Um, it did, yeah. I remember the uh, it was baseball games, wasn't it? People sat right behind the batter, just yeah. smiling for the whole thing, which was which was great. Yeah, yeah, very very good. But as I say, um, because it had some jump scares that Scott that caught me out. Um, yeah, no, um, it gets a. Gets a mention. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, then I'm going to go for for one as well, which it's not. It's not a you know a really great film by any means, but I had a lot of fun with it, and that is the Foo Fighters film Studio Six Six Six. Oh, I keep meaning to watch that. Like, it's it's not a good film in terms of like plot or your know, story. It's very very basic. The Foo Fighters are terrible actors, but they lean into that. You know, they they know what they are but there's some really good kills in it, like very good kills. And and the whole thing is, is just made... You, you can tell it's friends getting together and just having fun making a film, you're putting themselves out of the comfort zone and just having a laugh with it. And, and it, it really comes out of the film that you can feel that. 
and I I I loved it. Yeah, I quite fancy that actually. Um, I'm going to add that to my list as well. So you do you're doing so far? If you've added all three of yours to my list so far, although I think so far I've only said one that you might not have seen. Um, let's see. Uh, I am going to go for VHS 99, uh, which was obviously came out on Shudder this year, which was yet another sequel to the VHS movies. It was slightly different, this one, to the other ones. It didn't have the same exact setup where they find lots of VHSs and it slips into it that way. Um, yeah, and this is, as a whole franchise is has completely passed me by. I've never not seen any of them, so all right, uh, that, that's one that I say I certainly need to to get looking at yeah it's one of those things as with all horror um oh what's what's the word i've lost i've lost, I've lost the word anthology so um there was obviously some hit and miss um but the hs99 was um there was some tongue-in-cheek but there were generally there were generally hits and uh i thought it was worth a go for sure all right lovely uh well i think I'll go for, for one last one then, I think. And I would say that Amulet was uh, a film that... Uh, a film that I watched. I'm not so, <laughs> so sure how I enjoyed it. Uh, it's it's one of those films that's uh, kind of like that British grimdark sort of attitude. You know, with the uh, if you've seen Possum, it takes... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of a, a similar tone to that. It's it's lighter than that. Uh, I'd also say his house as well is another yeah, yeah. Uh, familiar, uh, you know, another similar first tone, of, uh, similar film for tone. Uh, it gets a bit weird in the third act, uh, so I would say that it's definitely not for everybody. Uh, I, I, again, I wouldn't be. I'm I'm not tremendously high on it myself, but I think it was a film where you know the directors taken some chances and done some interesting stuff. So it's, you know, I imagine there's people there that would really enjoy it and people that would really hate it as well. But I kind of fell somewhere down the middle personally, but I think it's a film that I would definitely suggest is watched if possible. Yeah. Good stuff. Oh, lovely. So there, yeah, that, that was our, uh, that was our honor, but our little of all mentions. Now I'm going to do something a bit backwards this time, and I'm going to go onto Facebook because I asked some of you what your favourite movies were this year. Of course, traditionally I did it absolutely late on the night that we were recording, um, but I thought we'd mention a couple of them now. Um, so Matthew uh, said Black Phone, which we both saw. Yeah, um, uh, that was on the honourable mentions honourable mentions list <laughs> for me. Your honourable, honourable mentions. I did have it originally written down. Um, but the thing with that movie is I did like it. I liked the sort of acting from the kids. And I also really enjoyed the sort of the ending where... Um, no, I don't really want to spoil it for people. I quite enjoyed the ending of it. Um, but the sort of horror elements in the middle were sort of... Eh. I... <laughs> Really loved Ethan Hawke in it. I thought it was fantastic, but we just didn't get anywhere near enough of him. No, no. Uh, I kind of true. felt that it were, there were two separate films going on, and we we got more of the one that I wasn't as keen on. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Now, Laura and Chloe both mentioned Fresh, 
which um it's not one I've seen. So Oh really? Oh well we won't yeah. we won't spoil fresh for you. What I will say is um it's a good movie. Uh it made it onto my honorable mentions. I didn't mention it because I thought it was only fair that other people did. And the last one to sort of mention is Chloe also said Scream, which I almost forgot was this year, even though it was even though it, it does feel like a long time ago, doesn't it? And that was the first episode that I did. Scream. Yeah. Um so it must have been this year. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, I could appreciate that that was that that's an honourable mention. Um, that I got to admit, though, with that Scream film, I've watched it a couple more times since and I like it less every time I watch it. Um, but, you know, that's just me. Um, but yeah, wonderful. Well, she, she's also mentioned X. Well, so I'd, I would say that that leads us in nicely to the top fives, then, doesn't it? It does because it does. X is my fifth best horror film of the year. Ah, what a beautiful segue! Thank you very much, Chloe. Tell you what, I'm yeah. getting good at this, Anna. Now for that, she she set you up and you knocked him out. Yeah, Absolutely. so X, uh, which is a movie I've seen. Yeah, uh, you weren't too keen on it, were you? If I'm if I'm right in thinking. No, no, I, I wasn't uh, I wasn't a big fan of, feels like I'm going to keep saying this, but I wasn't a big fan of the horror element of it. I enjoyed the setup of the characters um, and I enjoyed, you know, all up until the sort of murdering, if you will, begins. And then it sort of lost me. Um, but, you know, each to their own on that one. I think that's... That surprises me as a criticism from you, actually, because I, I know you you enjoy your your eighties, you know, your slashes and stuff, and I think this was a nice little throwback to that. Yeah, I, I'm a thick, I'm fickle. <laughs> <laughs> well, you like what you like, no, there's not. No, but we I can't think, control it. I think it's because it might have been partly because I was enjoying the movie so much up until that point where it was like. I think I almost was like, oh, I didn't want this to turn into this. <laughs> so it might have been that. <laughs> yeah, I I really enjoyed how it it did have that throwback vibe to it, which I, I thought it was quite interesting that the film was set in the 70s, yeah. uh, but was throwing back to the 80s. So it kind of had this strange feeling of being retro and futuristic at the same time. So I thought that was quite you know, like an interesting setting for it to to get that out of it. Uh, but yeah, the, I think the motivations were for the characters were great. You know, it was like horny old people. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, kind of, I don't want to say wacky, but sort of wacky. And it, I, yeah, I had a lot of fun. It was, I, I was grinning from ear to ear. Uh, the horror it was, I don't know, quite quite light, but again, it's sort of that throwback, so you do feel that you've you've seen it before, so you're a bit more comfortable with it. And yeah, I'd, I'd top five of the year for me. Wow, I hear. Uh, sorry, I would also probably just take this moment as well to say that uh, I haven't had a chance to see Pearl yet, so that, that's why we've we've not mentioned it. I hear it's good though. Yeah, I've heard the same. Uh, another one that. Uh, I haven't had a chance to see it because at, at the time of recording, it's only just come out and cinemas are being a bit rubbish with playing it, is Bones and All. So they're sort of 
the two biggest releases that we've just not had a chance yet because of where we are. Yeah. I will say about that movie, actually, um, is I think had I known that Mia Goth had played um, more, more than one of the characters, I think it might have added to my enjoyment of it probably slightly more. I, I um, think as well it might be something that takes a bit of a different form once the other movies have been seen as well. Yeah, yeah. But no, um, might uh, might take a different shape once the, the trilogy is complete. Yeah, I'm going, definitely going to add Pearl to my list anyway. Um, so that must have made some impression on me. Uh, right, so I suppose I'll do my five. And now I'm going to have to admit with my top five, um, I think I added a lot of films that I thought maybe people hadn't seen. Um, don't get me wrong. They are my top five, but there was probably part of my part of my brain doing that. Um, anyway, number five was, and I've mentioned it on the pod- podcast before, Speak No Evil, which uh, was on Shudder and is a, I want to say no, Dutch, sorry, a Dutch horror movie. Um, and it is, um, it's one of those movies, like I said, when Martyrs hit my top foreign movies, it's one of those movies I don't feel that I need to watch again. Um, but it's so tense all the way through. And again, almost one of those movies where nothing happens until the sort of last act. Um, but it just leaves you. And I think, um, probably worse if you have children, but it's bad anyway, that it just leaves you really just feeling really crap at the end. Um, and, but it's so, so tense. And so like, um, I don't even know how to describe it apart from you just can't stop watching it. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's a really interesting film. I mean, if you don't know what it's about, it's about uh, this couple go on holiday and then they meet another couple and the other couple later on invite them to their house. And from there on it, um, it's weird, but not scary. But then later on, of course, it gets. Yeah, much, it's kind of been weirder. sold to me as uh, like a comedy of manners that gets dark. Yeah, it's um, it's not a fun movie to watch by any by any stretch of the imagination. But I think just the pure fact that it that it draw it draws you in and that you can't you can't stop watching. It's um, and I think the fact that it does that and then you get to the end and you think I actually would quite like to stop watching this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that's me number five. Yeah, so this sort of time of year, sort of like the back half of December is the time where I just go like insane watching as many films I can that have come out this year. Uh, so this is that that's one that's definitely going to be included with it. Uh, and then we'll, we'll see maybe by the time that January 1st rolls around, this might, might make my top five as well. <laughs> I'll be interested to find out actually. Well, yeah, I think on uh, around the, the time I do, I put it up on Facebook every year, so I'll I'll make sure we get it in the group. That I'll put my, I'll, I'll do a, a full list of all films and a, and a horror list just to, for everyone to see. Lovely. I'll say you can tell me how wrong I am, but our listeners are too nice for that, so it just leads to civilized discussion. Well, we're all right there. We like civilized. I might, I might put something mean then just to make you feel. Yeah, you're you're more than welcome to. Sort of a yaboo sucks to you kind of thing. Um. Anyway, where are we at? 
Number four. My number four, yeah. So I'm going with Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Ah, right, yeah. A movie I am yet to see. But I I know what happens. Yeah, this is another one that's not full-on horror, but it does owe a a massive debt to those horror whodunits. Sort of, I would liken it to Scream in that regard. Uh, It's not quite as violent as that. But it's... You know, the whole film you spent sort of guessing as to who who this killer is uh, while the whole thing's going on. But it's also filmed in a really like great setting. So it's, you know, the whole thing's dark and everyone's with head torches and uh, glow sticks. Uh, mm-hmm. And then there's all the the interpersonal drama that's that's in there, which is, you know, where sort of the film builds its momentum. And yeah, I, I I laughed. It has a few few spooks in it, and again, I just had a really good time watching it at the cinema. Sweet. Also, yeah. there's a there's a line taking aim at podcasters. Oh no! And and I watched it thinking we we deserve this. <laughs> Go on. Uh, one of the uh, the characters in it is just complaining that it's really hard. When, in fact, you know this bit of it's actually really easy. You know, it's it's fun to talk to each other about the films and, and whatnot. It is. What I would say, though, is that they take aim, but actually the logistics of getting this together is, can be a pain in the arse at times, can't it? It can, it can. It's um, it, it's mostly it's mostly easy, but some weeks um, my brain doesn't work properly and I have to edit out a lot of pauses. <laughs> yeah. Once you, get on the, once you get on this and start talking to each other, it's easy. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. And yeah. there, but everything around it, I would. It's worth it though. It's worth We've it. gotten better and better though. That's helped. We've got better at it. Whether you, you know, sort of um, consistency and you know, with made improvements here and there, it's uh, it's been good. It's been good. Uh, so yeah, take that bodies, bodies, bodies. Take that bodies, bodies, bodies. Whatever it is you said about them fellas. Um, right, so let me. My number four is um, oh, Australian horror called Sissy. Uh, have you seen Sissy? I haven't. No. No. Right. Okay. So your your aim to get films that not many people have seen on your list it's it's working a treat for for this audience anyway. Um, well, I know Chloe mentioned it in her in her um, Facebook. I didn't mention it because I knew it was coming up on my list. Ah, um, sizzle. Ah, you see, yeah. So, um, Sissy is a, it's sort of a slasher film in so much as, uh, it's one person killing a lot of people, but it's also a sort of an interesting look into, um, social media and how social media presence can, um, affect people's actions in the world. But also it's about you know, past trauma and friendships. And it's just a really, it's just a really interesting film, but also Sissy or Cecilia, she's known mostly through the film. And she sort of, it sort of starts off accidental. And then over time, it just becomes very, um, uh, well, she sort of, she, she does lose it, but I think she was always on the sort of cusp of, of something. So it's, um, 
it's just it's just just a really interesting interesting movie to to watch um uh, again i only watched it recently because i saw that it was well reviewed and i thought oh well i'll give that a go and yeah it was just really it was just really really good um as i say i sort of um what i really enjoyed part of it is um it sort of shows early doors because she's got a sort of partly successful I think YouTube or something like that. It, it, it's a, certainly a social media thing, and uh, they sort of they sort of show how her body gets the endorphins from doing these things and stuff. It so it's that's interesting. But there's also some fun comedy elements to it as well, where she's sponsored she's sponsored by a beauty product called Elon Mask, which ah uh-huh, uh, very clever, which I thought was quite amusing. Um, yeah, there's some interesting bits as well, like background bits. Like they don't seem to have any branding. Things have just got what they're called on them, which I just, I just enjoyed it. I'd, I'd watch it if I were you out there. But yeah. well, I'm out here, and I, I will watch it, and I'll give that a go. Lovely. I might, I might have got more out of it than I should have, but who knows? <laughs> oh, I don't that's... know. I don't know why. I, I don't know why I do that. Like, like I've got to say no. <laughs> No, if, if if I don't like it, I'll just hold you personally responsible. Fine, okay, that's fine. Yeah. I believe that's on Shudder as well. Uh, yeah, lovely jubbly. Yeah, that's uh, well. I'll I'll be sure to uh, have that come my twenty twenty two end of year wrap up in the Facebook group. Sweet. Right then, so we're getting top three. This, is, this is this is the medal positions now. Uh, number three for me is Mad God. I've seen that listed. I haven't seen it yet. So So it's another yet another that's on Shudder. And it this thing is just it's something else. Uh, if you've ever seen a tool music video from sort of like the early noughties, if you ever thought that's good, I wish it lasted an hour and a half. This is the movie for you. Oh yeah, it looks amazing. It's so I mean Phil Tippett, who's you know practical effects cgi genius you know uh he spent 30 years working on this off and on and he's just done stuff with stop motion animation that i didn't think could be possible and the way he's blended it with with live action and just created these worlds that are just grotesque they are (laughs) absolutely hideous and it's it's not a film that really has much in the way of plot or or characters or you know any sort of development or arcs. It's basically just sort of this idea of what if we had a world where all of the bad things that God said he would do to humanity in the Bible if they forsook him was came true. You know, what what would that look like? And you are just dumped in it for an hour and a half, and it's monstrous. You know, it there's some just real, there's like real grotesque imagery. There's you know surgeries, uh, like eye stuff. If you don't like eyes, you're not going to like this. Uh, just monsters and designs and sort of much more. Um, 
mechanical stuff than you would normally expect in uh, hell. But amongst all that, there's this strange beauty in it, in that there's, but it all comes from the craft. You know, it all comes from this master at work just putting forward uh, a love letter to, to his art form. Yeah. And it's horrible, but somewhat sweet as well when you think about it like that. Yeah, I've, I've, I've just literally just downloaded it while you were talking about it. It sounds really great. Um, it sounds like the sort of movie you need to watch sober slash not on any kind of drugs. Um, yeah, it, it would probably mess you up if you are. Not that that's a thing I would do. Mentally enhanced. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, lovely. Right. Um, okay, well, my number three is another Shudder, which is uh, Deadstream. Um, did you see Deadstream? I didn't, know. Okay. Um, so that's Shudder again. Now, this movie follows a YouTuber called Sean, and he sort of... Basically, he had done something on his social media. It's not really clear exactly what it is that he did. And this is supposed to be his, like, comeback video. So he does mad stuff, really, um, like challenges. But So for this one, he decides to spend a night in a haunted house. Um, so he goes around and obviously sets up all these cameras and everything. And uh, it's an interesting movie because... It's short, the character himself starts off really, really annoying. Um, you know, like an annoying YouTuber should be. Well played, in in fact, to that. To the sort of, towards the end, you really are rooting for him. Um, and it's, it's just, it's, um, it's very Evil Dead in its way. Um, it's got that sort of comedy element to it, the... The ghosts manage to be scary and somewhat amusing at the same time. Um, it's just a sort of, yeah, a really clever horror movie. I wasn't expecting to like it, especially, as I say, because um, the character starts off incredibly annoying. Because I compare it to, a, there was another film that came out called um, Dashcam, where, the again, it's a good horror movie, but the character starts off annoying and is continues to be annoying to the point where you really do want her to die. Um, so, yeah, Deadstream, I really recommend it. Um, it's something... It's slightly different. Um, again, again, it's sort of comparable to Dashcam in this way, where you see the sort of live, live stream as well, so you can watch people commenting on what he's doing and things like that, which just sort of adds a different element to it. So, yeah. Nope. I... Um, yeah. Watch that. Dashcam. Uh, dead, dead stream. Watch them both. Yeah, I I do remember actually now that you've uh, you've mentioned it, seeing the the adverts for Deadstream, uh, and uh, yeah, I did think it looked quite interesting. So again, three out of three so far. I will add that to my yeah. list. I think if I if I was truly honest, uh, of the three that I've mentioned uh, to you, I would say Deadstream would be the one that'd be up your um, up your alley. I I like silly stuff and. Yeah. When you said it's evil, dead like, I thought, oh, that's enough for me. I'll watch that. <laughs> I think you'd really, I think you'd really enjoy it. I mean, it was just—I don't know why I keep feeling the need that to not 
to undersell everything even i'm like no it's good watch it yeah I, it's it feels <laughs> like you're trying to seek my approval even though my approval is worthless <laughs> no it's not podcast yeah. listeners i i have a, a voice with heft and you should listen to us because we're very intelligent here yes yeah i think it's just i hate the idea that someone would watch a film i recommend and they go well that was shit <laughs> yeah there's there's nothing more painful than than <laughs> that is there <laughs> no <laughs> so um oh Let's see. So, yeah, so it's my my number two next. And I've made, well, it's not a mistake because I, I stand by the decision, but it doesn't, it's not going to work for for the podcast. So we're going to have a, an awkward couple of minutes here. Okay. Because my number two is The Menu. Right. Now, this is a very good film. Mm-hmm. I strongly recommend it but I also recommend not knowing anything about it before you watch it. Okay. So I don't want to say anything for it because, you know, there are some films that you can review and say this, you know, give sort of like the first act rundown as, you know, this is what happens and then complications occur. But this one, I, I think you just leave it completely. Just if it's one of those films that you just think if you could wipe it from your memory and watch it again for the first time like this would be on my shortlist for that uh, from dust till dawn is the film i would actually choose for it but this is you know this is in the running for it now so oh. i'm not going to say anything about it i'm just gonna say it's my number two i strongly recommend you watch it but also don't look into it before it just just take me at, at the word it's better this way Excellent. I, I'll go with that. Um, well, I'm going to back you up here by not saying much about my own number two, because um, we've talked about it. We did a bonus episode on this. And while I did sort of weigh up whether it was horror or not, and then I realized we did do a bonus episode, I'm going for Prey, which was the new Predator film that we got this year. That was just It was just a wonderful Predator film. I don't think we need to say a lot about it, because as I say, there was a bonus episode. Uh, yeah, it, we've we've put our thoughts forward for it, haven't yeah. we? It looks great. The Predator's great. Good kills. Satisfying ending. Go watch yeah. it. We like this one here. Yeah, there you go then. That was easy. Okay. And now, let's get to number one. Ooh. I'm caught in controversy here. Add drumroll effect. So my number, my number one horror film of the year is Barbarian. Right. Now, this is good because I know that you don't like this one. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Uh... So, again, like like the menu, I think it's a film that you are better off not knowing anything about it going in. A lot of people have said that. So, we need to tread carefully here. Uh Okay, well, what I'll do is um, I will add some time codes in. So if you want to skip past what we say about Barbarian, um, we'll do that. Eh? I'll remember okay. to do that. I'll add some that, time that. codes in. So if you don't want to know anything about Barbarian, skip to whatever number it's whatever it says. I'll, I'll go further than that. If you haven't seen Barbarian and and aren't that bothered about watching it, so I think I'll just listen to him anyway. Don't do that. <laughs> pause it here and then go watch Barbarian and then come back because it, you'll feel better for it, promise. Or listen to my opinion and don't waste your time. No. 
No, listen we've to... Already, listen. We've already established that Mark seeks my approval, so therefore I'm the best one. Yeah, no. By um, default. No, you, you, you should do, because <laughs> um, while I wasn't a big fan of it, I've got, I do agree with what Matty said um, in so much as, you know, there are bits in it that you that would be better taken by surprise rather than listen to us talk about it. Um, so, yes. Uh, so now we're going to talk about it, so skip yeah. ahead. So, Unless you skipped there before, in which case you're not listening to this. Yeah. So last chance. Three, two, one. Okay. Have so yeah, gone? this is this is something, isn't it? Like, even though you don't like it, you can't deny that this is something. Oh yeah, it's something. Uh, all right. That the the moment when it happens, it is it is so shocking because it's. It's not set up for that at all, you know. Uh, when I said a moment ago about From Dusk Till Dawn, sort of being that one film that you, you know, remove from your brain to watch again, this got me in the exact same way. Mm. You know, because it's already it's already a horror film. You know, right. there's that, you know, the, the, the woman has spent, what, 40 minutes, probably, give or take, at the start of the film, just not ignoring the red flags that are coming through, but uh, acting in spite of them. And that there's so much of it. It's just off-putting and a little bit iffy on the wrong foot. And then it just flips into this just insane film with cave monsters and you know, a serial killer having a secret room in this basement of an Airbnb. And then the owner of the Airbnb finding it all and turns out he's awful. And there's a whole horror story that he's got going on at the same time. And Mm. I think it, you know, it, it keeps you on your toes. It keeps playing, moving from one place to another. Uh, I think you, you could do this exact same film and recut it into you know more of a chronological order, and I think it would be very middling, right? I think yeah. that it it lays it out and it's created and edited in a way that just like you are wide eyed for at least half of this film, just staring in disbelief. At, well, at least I was at what's going on here, <laughs> and it's. Yeah, I just thought it was it was a really magnificent piece of work. Okay. Well, I suppose I should give you my thoughts on it then. Yes, um, absolutely. I mean, we vaguely spoke about this the other day, but um, the reason I, I didn't like this film so much is because it is filled with bad decisions. And I don't, like, I understand as a horror viewer, sometimes you have to accept that the characters you're going to watch are idiots. You know, but usually those things happen within a sort of linear sort of time frame and you you go, oh, well, you know, it was a snap decision that they made this. But this woman is just the the initial woman in it. That's it's um, and I'm really going to spoil plot here, everyone. So if you decided to <laughs> keep listening, but, you know. She goes into the Airbnb knowing there's somebody else already living there, which it, which is a, a red flag in itself. 
he's screaming in the middle of the re- of the night, which is another red flag. Um, when she leaves the house in the morning, the, it's the only house there that looks any good, and everywhere else looks like a sort of apocalypse. And yet she still goes back to the fucking place. Then they find a weird room with a camera in, and she still doesn't leave. Um, and then she goes down to this basement place. Um, fuck knows why she even goes down there. Still doesn't leave. She escapes eventually and still doesn't fucking leave. Um, so I was just like, I really don't give a shit about her anymore. I hope she dies. Um, it's, and obviously, you know, later on, I won't ruin too much of it, but later on, um, you know, the other person shows up and sort of hope he dies too. So I just found it to be very, like, I just didn't give a shit about anyone in it. Um, there was some interesting parts, don't get me wrong. Like you said, there was a bit of a serial killer angle, which I I quite enjoyed. But I just don't, I couldn't, couldn't cope with the stupidity of the characters. It just... Um, I also, yeah, I, I also think that in this time, in this day and age, we shouldn't. Maybe I'm being a bit wrong here, but maybe we shouldn't show women making such stupid choices. Um, you know, but maybe that's... now I'm going to take issue with some of that. Okay, because the the Airbnb thing at the beginning that. I know that the the director was making a conscious decision there that the character should be making bad decisions in spite of red flags because that was the point they were trying to make. Right, okay. That this these things happen, and uh, oftentimes uh, women, especially, make bad decisions because of you know societal cues that that's what women are supposed to do. You know, you've got to be a good sport and take people at the word despite the fact that the, the these are big red flags saying don't do this thing uh so that that i would say is by design and then after that i don't think she makes particularly stupid decisions so she goes down into the basement and finds the room with the camera yeah now she goes into there looking at it and at that point she's there by herself we aren't like as a viewer, we shouldn't assume that the character knows the genre of film that they're in. You know, as far as she's concerned, she's fine now. It's during the day. The the weird stuff from the night before has already been and gone. Like she should be safe to look at that. She's in an empty house. And then once she gets trapped in there, she runs away and she stays away from it. And she waits for the guy to come in. Now, he makes his first bad decision by going after instead of just calling the police. But again, like he says, I haven't, I haven't seen it. I need to know what I'm seeing. Otherwise, you know, they're not going to trust me, but I'd say that's still a stupid thing to do. Then after that, all her actions are altruistic. She's always trying to help someone else. Perhaps I'm more selfish than that, then, because I do think there was a lot of things where I think, like you said, what she does is altruistic, and I and I was a lot of time going, just get the fuck out of there. Her first instinct <laughs> was to get out and get the police, and the police didn't want to help. They just assumed that she was drugged up. 
Yeah, I just... So she was, if the police aren't going to help, I'm going to have to do it. And she becomes a hero at that point. Well, I feel like you're trying to sell me on it, but I just didn't like it. That's, <laughs> that, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. But um, I'm justifying why I still can, in spite of your criticisms. No, no. I, I, a lot of people do like it. Um, so I'm like... And I will always say like what you like, and you know dislike what you what what you dislike because it's personal opinion, isn't it? At the end of the, at the, end of the day, is. so you know, a lot of people are going to probably come down on me for my number one, which um, sort of segued there, segued. Yeah, you? very very nice. Yeah, I suppose if you bring it up, it doesn't really count. <laughs> anyway, no, we need to alert people to how smart we are. Yeah. Which is uh, Terrifier Two. Now, on its on the face of Terrifier Two, it's probably not that good. <laughs> um, but I thought it was uh, an excellent sequel to a movie that I enjoyed, but definitely needed more in it. So the Terrifier Two adds a plot to it <laughs> for something. You get more, I'd say, Art the Clown dicking about which is good but also being considerably more brutal um the effects in it are fantastic um i think as well i remember you saying that you liked the friday the 13th genre when it got a bit supernatural as well yeah yeah that's true yeah so i think this yeah. is it adds something a... that's up your street in that regard yeah, yeah, you're right. It does add a supernatural element. Now, uh, there are things about it that, um, for example, when we do get round to it, um, there's a whole sequence in this movie that doesn't need to be in there. And it's, you know, it definitely needs lifting out. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to worry too much about that because I don't know why it's in there. And I, I, I think I said before, I think because Damien Leone had so much time between because of the covid he just sort of started writing anything <laughs> but yeah like i say given the budget and the success of it i think um yeah i just really really enjoyed terrifier too i think it i think it's um it's deserved everything it's got so far um and i really loved it you know excellent that's the i think if it continues to be more successful we might see we might see the slasher genre breathe a bit of new life and we might get some new icons to look at and um we might just see I, something different you know i'd just like uh, just a bigger release for the next one uh, i can't i can't see why that wouldn't why that won't happen now yeah I think. Let, let's let's get it in cinemas let's i want to see yeah. that on a big screen because frankly i'm i'm bored of well not bored but i'm <laughs> a bit sick of watching horror films at home, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we let's get them in the cinemas. Like more, just more films in the cinemas. Full stop. Uh, which I'm, 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 I'm gonna have a go at sort of superhero movies on the whole for this because they are taking up a ton of space in the the schedules for the the cinemas uh which is not the film's fault it's not the filmmaker's fault but it's a studio problem and as much as these films do keep cinemas afloat in a lot of ways i think it's 
it's going to run out eventually. And, uh, you know, we need to start putting more and more different kinds of films in cinemas, you know, and I'm sure cinemas want to do that. They're just being hamstrung by studios that are insisting so much screen time is given to their properties. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I mean, three of my films that I've picked here, in fact, four of them were on streaming. Um, Actually, they were all streaming. All five of mine were streaming because while Telefy 2 got did get a limited cinema release, I didn't get to see it that way. Yeah, um, uh, three of mine were in the cinema. Barbarian was in the cinema, but not my local one. Uh, yeah. So, But I would have loved to have seen, well, we both said this on the bonus episode, Prey, Prey was ideal for the cinema. It, it would have been brilliant on the on the big screen. Um, but I would have yeah, to have seen and, any of the others. And and Marvel did did have a, a bit of a go at a horror film this year. And I thought Doctor Strange was, you know, fairly admirable in that attempt. But they were never going to be able to go all in on that aspect of it. I liked that. I, I liked that. I thought there was a lot of horror elements in it. I thought I, it was, I was liked good. it a lot as well. There was a lot of Sam Raimi touches in there. Mm, yeah. uh, he, he was managed to stamp his personality onto, it, which was which was good. But you know, it's not enough. We need more. We need more horror films. And you know, like I'm saying, I don't think it's a coincidence that f- most of my films were films I got to see in the cinema because it's it's just better. You know, <laughs> you're definitely a cinema man. I'll add that in instead. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, yeah, that's that's the way that these films are made to be seen. Generally, yeah. uh, I'm not saying it's you know, I'm not against streaming because I, I stream a lot as well. But I think a film that's you know that's made for a theatrical run and designed for a theatrical run should it's have a theatrical one. run. Yeah, yeah. Maybe this uh, maybe this next year we should look at going to one of these um, horror festivals and going to see some of these movies because um, I think a lot of them have been at these things. So. Maybe we'll do that. We'll have a creative psychopath outing. I, I think that sounds like a wonderful idea. Yes. Um, well, so this episode that we were going to do that was going to be a, a short, quick one uh, is, <laughs> is run and run. But that's okay. I think we've enjoyed talking about what we've liked. Um, but it's time to put the final slice of bread in. And this is a teasing slice of bread. Um but also a sort of, I think, you know, get involved sort of bread. So if you want to add, add things in, then go mad, I'd say. Um, yes. So I don't, I'm not even sure if I've said what I'm going to talk about. Uh, so we're going to talk to you a little bit about what we've got planned for next year. Um, and I think first things first will be guests as per usual and all the horror questions that you like hearing people answer. But we're also going to try and do a little bit more in terms of themes and episodes. Um, yeah, we had a lot of fun doing the, the September sleepover. We did. Uh, so that's going to come back next September. Yeah, we'll be doing mm. um, Nightmares 4, 5, and 6. Well, depending on how many there are in September, I don't know. Yeah, I think we need to slip New Nightmare in regardless, but... Well, yeah, it, well that's you, a question for nine months from now. You could make a whole human in the, the amount of time it'll take to get to that. 
Yes. <laughs> oh no. So January is gonna you're gonna see some anniversary episodes. Um where I'm hopefully gonna be getting the first guest Gordon back, which will be exciting. Um and we're gonna do some other stuff as well. Uh, yeah, we've got a few uh, nice themes in the in the works for, for months that we could do as well. We have. Uh we've got F'd up February, which Yeah, that's that's from the uh, the horror quiz. That's from the horror quiz, as won by Kyle. Um, so he suggested a few topics, which a uh, few themes, which I thought was a bit of a cop out. Um, but you guys all chose effed up February, so that's what we're going to do. Uh, so we're going to be doing some movies during February, which are well not fun to watch. Um, and I think Kyle himself is going to come on and do. Green Room, I think. Yeah, one I'm very much looking forward to because I, I love that movie. So, Do you know what? I haven't seen it. I'm well, just... uh, well, so we, we've spoiled what I'm going to be thinking about it. So, yeah, at least we've got some tension for, <laughs> for how you feel then, at least. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing it because I hear that it's really good. It just hasn't, don't know, made it onto my radar or whatever. So I'm looking forward to that. So, yeah, Kyle will be coming on for Green Room and uh, we're going to be doing a couple of other movies which we haven't quite settled in on yet, I don't think. Um... No, we've got... Uh, well, see, we've just got ideas kicking around. So if you, you also have any ideas of your own, let us know on the Facebook group. Uh, so, you know, we've got things like, you know, old horror films, sort of, you know, 100-year-old or so, uh, pre-World War Two, ideally. Uh, we've got... Oh, what, what else have we got? We had <laughs> we had so many before the episode and they've all gone blank now. Oh, luckily I wrote them down. Um, we're looking at doing So Bad It's Good. Um, yeah. Which I'm going to look forward to doing because I'm definitely going to be bringing a Neil Breen film, um, which I can't wait. I can't wait to do um, because that guy has me in stitches. Terrible, terrible movies. But fantastic. Yeah, we're, we're going to uh, do some some non horror films for a little spell as well. Yes, yeah. Talking to Sam the other day, we had the idea that we're going to do some well nice films. Yeah, we're going to watch some non horror films, but we're going to make them into horror films. Yeah, you... we're going to spoil them by the end. I'm afraid. Yeah, as you slice of bread, but um, I shall look forward to doing that too. Um, but as I say, we'll also be following the usual schedule of, you know bonus episodes here and there um people coming on to to guest which you know what i will say now is if you were an early person and you haven't answered all the questions please come back on but if you've already been on come back on um because we can ask you different questions or get you involved in other slices of bread so please you know we love uh, talking to people we do love talking to people. I mean, we like talking to each other, but we like having a third voice too. Um, We're in an open relationship. Because <laughs> um, I, I said this a lot on the uh, quiz episode, and I don't know how many people listen to it. So I'll say it now that I've it surprised me, you know, the little community that we've built over a year. Um, and I'm really thankful for it. You know, people have been there for me when I when I needed them. In fact, um, 
you know, I've enjoyed meeting people. I've made new friends. Um, and it's just been a really great ride. Um, you know, going into Christmas, I shall be really, you know, pleased to have done this. Yeah, um, I think you should be proud of it as well. Yeah, I am. And I'm, you know, I'm glad that we've got you, you know, I've, I, I think I wanted a co-host almost from the beginning and it was finding someone who I could Handsome enough. Up. Yes, of course, handsome enough, who I could settle into. So you've done that for me and we've just, we just had a really great time. Yeah, um, it's been it's been really great and you know i would like just to echo everything that you've said there you know it's yeah you know we've met a lot of new people and made friends and it you know it's been it's been lovely talking about all these things that are so horrible it has been lovely it has and Um, i look forward to yeah growing it and doing it more so over the uh, the next 12 months Yes, me too. Um, please, you know, tell your friends about it and get everyone to come on and, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, that that'll do now. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't need we don't need to add any more. I've got more ideas in my brain for next year, but I don't think we need to talk about them anymore. So, thanks very much for everyone. Everyone, I hope you have a great Christmas. Yeah. Um hope uh, you you all get some time off. Uh, have a have a nice relax. Watch uh, watch some horror movies. Yeah, yeah. However, uh, and yeah, however you choose to celebrate, I hope it all goes very nicely for you. Yes, lovely. So yeah, bye. Bye bye.